Real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. We always love hearing interesting and inspiring people at the end of the show. And tonight is no exception. Our guest tonight is Louise Butcher. Louise is a mother of two and was unfortunately diagnosed with breast cancer back in April 2022. Louise found a lump during a self-check in the shower one day and she had one breast removed in June. However, she felt that her remaining breast was a constant reminder of what she had lost and she had a fear that it could return. So she decided to have a second mastectomy in August 2022. Louise is a marathon runner, but now she runs topless to raise awareness for breast cancer and to help break the stigma surrounding women having no breasts. And she joins me on the air. Louise, hi, how are you? I'm brilliant. Thanks for having me on. You're so welcome. You're so. And by the way, you know, I, I don't know what to say. It's kind of an awkward thing to say when you don't know what to say to somebody sometimes when they've been through cancer and back, hell and back essentially, and been through what you've been through. There's never really a right thing to say. Is it awkward when people come up to you and ask you questions? Is it embarrassing or awkward in any shape or form? Um, not really. It's a bit strange, actually, when you um, when you first diagnosed because people don't. Yeah, you're right. They don't know what to say. Mm. Um, a lot of people sort of say, "Oh, yeah, um, yeah, everything will be fine. Um, yeah. Keep your chin up. Think positive." Or, "Oh, my auntie died of that." I mean, like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, thanks for that." Cheers. Yeah, that's that cheered me up no end. Yeah, my auntie Yay. died from that. God. Yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. must have been when you got that diagnosis that day. When we go back to April 2022. That, to you at that particular time, sometimes for some people it can feel almost like a death sentence, you know, because you don't know where that's going to lead to or where it's going to go. I mean, that must have been horrifying for you. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was. It does feel like that. It's really. You, it feels like you've been taken out of this world and put into another one, yeah. and you're looking back at your old life. Um, and it probably was around about four months. I didn't know whether it spread or not. It hadn't, but they couldn't figure out whether it had because the type of cancer I got, lobular breast cancer, um, it doesn't show on scans very well. That's why it didn't show up on a mammogram. Okay. Um, it was I felt it. So yeah, I didn't. We didn't really know what was going on for for that amount of weeks. It was just yeah. It, it was. It did feel like that. Yeah. And and this goes to show the importance of self checking. And we've talked about it many times on the air about self checking and how to check obviously for breast cancer. Now, obviously I don't have breasts, but men do get breast cancer, by the way, too, rarely, but they yeah. do. Um, so it is important. Um, but when, when you check, what, what did you feel? Was it, did it feel like a hard lump? Because sometimes lumps can just be cysts or they can be milk ducts or inflamed milk ducts or whatever. So yeah. when you felt it, were you alarmed immediately or did you kind of go, ah, oh, it's probably just a cyst, but I'll have it checked anyway. Well, how did you feel at the time? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought because I'd had a mammogram three weeks earlier and it was clear um, when I felt it was kind of like it wasn't a lump as such. It was sort of like a little thick area, tiny little thick area that felt like it was connected to another bit. Um, and I was like, oh, it's fine. Um, it must be a cyst because I've had a mammogram and it was clear. So, yeah, I wasn't even I wasn't really that worried. I only went to the doctors, really, because I just thought if it's a cyst, you know, it, yeah, it might need an antibiotic check. or something like that. Or Yeah. 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 yeah and also the doctor wasn't alarmed either. She even said, oh, it's, it doesn't feel like anything sinister, but I'll send you anywhere for peace of mind. So even she didn't think it was anything. And by the way, it, it is relevant. I normally never ask a woman her age, but it is relevant, I suppose, when we're talking about cancer, because when breast cancer most affects women. So what age were you, by the way, in 2022? So I was 48. Okay. Um, so were you, in, were, you in, were you in menopause at that stage, perimenopause or menopause or... 
I was because I'd had my ovaries out um, okay. six months earlier because I'd had dermoid cysts growing on them. And that was what was weird. I was putting on um, patches, um, estrogen patches okay. for six months before. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and by the way, if you are, you know, obviously predisposed to, to breast cancer, you know, obviously during menopause, you need to talk to your doctor about what you're taking when you're taking HRT because, of course, yeah. you can increase yeah. the chances, of course. If you're, uh, that is, and I don't want to scare people off HRT because it's a wonderful thing for women. But if yeah. you're predisposed to cancer, your family are, you should always talk to your doctor before going or getting involved in that. Okay. So you were told by the doctor, unfortunately, you have breast cancer. And what were the options for you? What options did they have for you then at that stage? Well, at that stage, because it didn't show very well, didn't show up very well on the scans, they saw it was really small. Um, so they said, oh, we'll do a lumpectomy initially. Um, and it, and it, it, I think they thought it was like nine millimetres or something like that. And that was all fine. Um, and I was like, okay, actually, no, I, I want, I, I did want a double mastectomy because I was like, as soon as you get told you've got cancer, you're like, I just get rid of them. Just get rid of them. I don't want, I don't know. They become killing machines, your boobs. Okay. Um, and it was a bit like, yeah. So I was a bit like, oh, but yeah, she said, no, it's fine. But then when they delved further into it, um, they realized that it, I'd need a mastectomy on the left, on the left side. Okay. So that's what, that was what was happening. Okay, so, and then once you had it on the left side, you kind of said to you, decided to yourself, the fear of returning, you can take the other one too while you're at it. And you took that in August 2022. Well, yeah, but the thing is as well, what was quite quite strange about that is it wasn't even just the fear of it. It was the fact that when you've got one breast, it was was just awful. You couldn't, it was like you're constantly reminded of what you've not got on the other side. It looked really odd. I couldn't cope with putting a breast there, like the fake breast, putting it there. It just felt really weird. But they didn't want to take it off because apparently they don't take off healthy breasts. Um, so it took me two months to just keep saying, I can't handle having this other one. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre yeah. that, they, that they won't take it away, knowing that there's yeah. obviously a risk involved or risk attached. Yeah. Uh, you know, on it, provided you're consenting to it, of course, as an adult. Um, you know, of course they should. But, but okay, so... Here's the question, and a lot of people, a lot of women who've had mastectomies, and, and please yeah. don't take this as an insult or, or take this in any offensive way, but they say, when I have my breasts removed, it feels like I'm having part of my womanhood removed, my fem- femininity removed. Is that the way yeah. it kind of felt for you? Yeah, it, it does. It does feel like that, I'm not going to lie. When I first had it done, and then obviously I had no breasts, yeah, it feels like, um, it's like a grieving process. Mm-hmm. that you go through and it probably took about six months to become the person I was without breasts. So yeah, yeah. you lose a part of what you are because obviously you grow them when you're about 13 and they're part of you and and having breasts is part of being a woman or that sort of Yeah, it's sexual stuff. as well as everything else yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, it's looked on that way. So it, yeah, it did, it did feel like a process that I had to grieve over when yeah. I lost them. Yeah, so definitely. And and how were your friends and family? Were they kind of very supportive at the time? Was it was that difficult for them too? Because obviously you would have been grieving and going through that kind of grieving process of yeah. losing your breast. I mean, were they quite supportive? And again, do they say all the wrong things? Or you know, some people say, "Well, don't worry, you can always get fake ones." I mean, were there, were yeah, there people yeah. saying stuff like that to you? Yeah, you do get that. Yeah, definitely. But my family were really supportive. So anything I chose um, to do, they sort of went along with. But yeah, you do get that whole, oh, you get a pair of breasts, you know, you can go and I, I think people think it's quite simple if you want, choose to get reconstruction that it just happens. But the reason, a lot of the reason I chose not to have it is because it's very invasive mm. um, and it's a lot of 
pain and and I just um, yeah, so I think I think it's not as simple as just going and get some, a new pair of boobs. <laughs> yeah, and, and can you, by the way, for people who've had double mastectomies, I, again, I don't know, I'm part of my ignorance, but can you go and get, say, silicon implants to replace at least the shape of having breasts? Yeah, there's two choices. So you can have um, implants or you can have um, sort of fat reconstruction. So they take some fat off your body um, and then they sort of put the fat back in, to, you know, to instead of the, yeah. the silly. Yeah. So you kind of can have two, but obviously that's even more invasive because you're having another operation to take the fat out in the first place. So you end yeah. up with like... Scars. Two lots of operations, yeah. So it's, it is really, um, it's it's not, it's it's not easy surgery either way, really. And was it difficult? You decided as a marathon runner. Yeah. Well done, by the way, because I I ran a marathon many many years ago. It nearly killed me, oh, <laughs> and, I, and I'd never do it again. Um, <laughs> I was good in my youth. I was great at doing runs. I used to do half marathons, ten k's, all that. I was wonderful, you know. And then the smoking took it because I smoke. It took over, and, right? And then it became more difficult. But anyway, you run marathons, so you decided, um, you know, to raise awareness for breast cancer, which is a wonderful thing to do. You decided to run topless. I mean, what was yeah. the kind of firstly? What was the reaction of other people to you running topless? Um, it was a bit of a mixture really so when I did because I did the first marathon um, six weeks after my reconstruction uh, not reconstruction my um, mastectomy yeah. and I did that with a top on but then I thought um, in the April um, last year I thought I'll do it topless because it was it was kind of about um, showing off the stigma as well so I always felt that people who'd had mastectomies um there was kind of a stigma around staying flat and yeah. the whole hide the hidden side of it. Yeah. So um, yeah, the running top was was not just about breast cancer awareness, but also about um, the stigma to do with staying flat. So yeah, it was kind of a lot of reasons why I did it, but a lot of messages out there. But the people that saw it, yeah, there was a mixture. I'd say eighty percent was positive, but it's kind of a more of a sort of shock reaction you get. Um, whereas people sort of double take and can't believe what they're seeing. And what the, the negative reaction that you would have got, was it from other people who had had mastectomies or was it from people who'd never had mastectomies and just felt somehow insulted by what you were doing? Um, I think, it, yeah, it was more the second. It was it was kind of like a little bit like that's disrespectful. Mm. Um, a lot, it, The sort of negativity on social media, it's usually the same comments. It's a little bit like, well, if I had testicular cancer, I wouldn't run around um, showing off my... Um, not quite the same thing, really, it, is it? Yeah. And yeah. I just thought, well, that's not... Breasts yeah. aren't genitals, so yeah. that's a totally different thing. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, yeah. So it was more about this, this sort of disrespectful law, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be shown. Um, but but, but wait, when you say that shouldn't be shown, th- there's nothing to show. Yeah. I mean, so what are no, they... No, there's nothing to show. <laughs> yeah, so what are they giving out about? Two yeah, scars, uh, probably. Yeah, and that's that, it. And yeah. that's about it. And by the way, how how are the scars now? I mean, uh, what do you do? Rub vitamin oils into them? Or how, do, how are they working out? Or how are they? And, and does that bother you? No, I mean, to be honest, what was really um, amazing about running is when I did the running and the marathons so soon after surgery, I actually feel like they healed better. Okay. Because obviously the exercise and my scars healed really quickly. Um, I never had any problem with uh, with them. Um, and I just rub in like moisturizer, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, they're just, I mean, when I'm out and about in the cold weather and things like that as well, they're just like, they're just, they're just quite hard, sort of um, quite tough, really, I think. Yeah. And and from your point of view, you know, kind of going topless, I suppose, 
And it's like somebody who has cancer and has had treatment and they've no hair and they wear a wig and then having to go out. Yeah. And some people are brave enough to take the wig off and go out. You know, I mean, that's a difficult thing to do because, it, you know, for people, it's the kind of crown and glory is their hair. The same for women, you know, their breasts are part of who they are and what they are. So was that difficult for you that first day you took the shirt off and walked out proudly, you know, with no breasts as a woman? Was yeah. that a difficult moment for you? Um, it was it was uh, wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be, um, and in a way, I think that's because um, when you actually go right, this is what I am, this is who I am, I own it now, and you sort of show it, and you're proud to the world. You kind of accept yourself more than if you sort of hide it um, and put fake breasts there. You know the ones that you the the pretend ones that you put there. Yeah. And then at night, you're the one that looks in the mirror um, when you've took them off and you see your scars. I think it's more that you're accepting yourself and going, right, this is that. So in a way, it, it, it helped me accept myself more by sort of parading it around. Yeah, this is who I well am. As, yeah. as well as, yeah, as well as helping other women along the way as well and men about body image and body positivity. I think if I'd have hidden it and, and sort of pretend... It's kind of like a pretense, isn't it? Really, if you if you say you put fake ones there and then it, um, and then you take them off at night, if you you know if you don't have reconstruction, you are kind of pretending to be something you're not in society. Mm. To, if you get what I mean. Whereas when you go, no, this is what I am. This is what happened to me. There's nowhere to go with that. You're not pretending. So I think it, yeah, it made me accept myself a lot quicker. I'd have said. Do you, do you think that women in particular, I know men can be as well, and probably more recently men are kind of obsessed with body image, but women more so, particularly when it comes to breasts, does it give you yeah. a better understanding when you've been what you've been through? Uh, and then you look at other people, you know, I suppose younger girls particularly, I suppose online, you know, promoting themselves by, you know, I suppose uh, promoting their breasts more than anything else, uh, at that part of femininity. Do you think that you have a better appreciation now um, or do you think women should have more of appreciation of the actual appearance of what breasts are because of what you're doing? I mean, and, and I, I maybe that's a complicated question. I, I kind of understand what I'm trying to say, but maybe it's not coming across. <laughs> but do you think, yeah. I, do you think women overemphasize the, their breasts, you know, nowadays and it, it's becoming a body image problem? Like that girls who maybe don't have large breasts are kind of feeling really bad yeah. because they see these girls and they're kind of showing their breasts off online, uh, particularly on Instagram and places like that. So do you think, you know, that we should be more, I suppose, appreciative? Yeah, I yeah, I understand that now. Um, it, yeah, definitely. I mean, because like in my 20s, I used to be quite attached to my breasts as well because I used to play on stage or I used to play music and you were kind of judged on the way you looked. Yeah. So, yeah, I un totally understand the two sides of it, because obviously I was there um, in my 20s and 30s thinking it's kind of who you are. And I was attached to the way I looked. And now I'm on the other side going, hmm, actually, it's not all about the way you look, um, about your body image. And I think as well, when you go through cancer, you realize that um, your body is kind of just the carriage that you're traveling in. Yeah. and. It's about you as a person in, internally. That's um, yeah. There's a lot more to life about. than having breasts. There's yeah, a lot yeah, more. Yeah. yeah. So in a way, I think um, cancer, even though it's horrendous, it teaches you lots of like life lessons. Yeah. And it makes you appreciate that your body isn't you. So in a way, when I run topless, it's kind of like I'm not disattached to me as a body, but you do become a little bit less attached to it. So. 
that's why I don't take judgment if anyone sort of says anything negative on social media. I don't take it personally because it's not me they're judging. It's the way I look. Mm. If you get what I mean. No, I do so, understand. And I'm not attached. I'm not attached to the way I look now because I realise that's not really what life's no. about. And also. It's a carriage, isn't it, your body? Yeah, and and it is so sad nowadays to see that young people, particularly hung up on image, uh, body image has become yeah. a, a huge thing, and body shaming has become a huge problem in society now as well. Um, but I suppose getting getting back to breast cancer itself and something that primarily affects women, I mean, what would you say to women? Obviously, we tell them to, that they should check their breasts on a regular ba- basis, particularly when you get to a certain age, more so because it affects, obviously, women over the age of 40 more than women under the age of 40, but please, everybody do do it anyway. I mean, I suppose that's the main message, isn't it? Check your breasts, do self-checks. Yeah. If you have any doubts, go and get, you know, a mammogram done or get a second opinion if you feel you have any doubts at all. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But I think, I mean, the mammograms are brilliant and everyone should go for their scans. Um, um, but the self-checking, definitely, definitely do that like once a month mm-hmm. um, because you know as well how you're supposed to feel and you know if you've got used to it and you do it once a month. Um, if there's if anything does change and, and if anything does change and even if it's like not even a lump because mine wasn't necessarily a lump if it's just like a thickening of the skin or dimpling of the skin because with my cancer as well it sort of pulls in the skin or the nipple pulls in okay. um, yeah so it's not even like a, any kind of lump it could be just that you've got dimples in the in the breast um, go and get that checked out as well. Um, yeah. Any, you know, any change you, you notice, yeah, any, any change. change yeah. Any kind of change, yeah. yeah. And that's another reason, like, with the topless running as well, is that just gets people keep get, talking about it as well and just going, oh, yeah, I better go and get my, you know, I better go and get this checked out. Because it's just always in their minds if, I'm, if they've got someone running there and they've seen what's happened. Mm. So that's another reason why the topless running is so important. Look, everything helps because the very idea that you're running topless is the reason we have you on the air tonight talking to you because it's certainly something that's quite novel. And, you know, and if this conversation we're having now, you know, gets 10 women to tonight check their breasts. And if one of those women finds something that's suspicious and it's early intervention and saves their life, sure isn't it all worth it? And that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, look, if people want to follow you, by the way, are you on so- you're on social media. Um, and obviously, I am on social media, yeah. yeah so, so, I mean, on my Facebook, I'm literally um, just Louise Bernadette Butcher. Um, and I'm on Instagram at Louise Butcher 39. And then I'm on TikTok as well. So, I mean, just type in Louise Butcher, really. But there's all sorts of things on my social media. Like, I do lots of um, little um, videos, even with humour in them running. So, I mean, it's just, it, and it's also brilliant for body positivity as well, even if yeah. it's not to do with breast cancer. Yeah. doesn't matter what other people think of your body. I mean, that, yeah, that, that's the no. most important lesson that we all should learn. I feel so sorry yeah. for young people, particularly young teenagers now. They're growing up in this world of social media that we didn't have. It was bad enough in our days yeah. when people called you names at school or whatever. But nowadays... I know, yeah. Nowadays, they're growing up and they they just feel that they have to be like the best looking girl in the school uh, or whatever yeah. it is. And it's so difficult for young girls in particular. It is, although with boys, it's starting to affect them too now. But look, yeah, it does, yeah. Louise, it's, you're wonderful and you're a great inspiration uh, for many women Thank out there you. who've had breast cancer. And I suppose for many other women who have breast cancer, maybe now is the time to, to uh, you know, expose the truth, uh, so to speak, and, and just get out there and be proud of who you are and what you are. Yeah, Definitely. Louise, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Louise Butcher, appreciate you coming on the air to talk to us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. There you go. Louise Butcher, who runs Topless and has a double mastectomy.
So it's not the end of the world. I know it's a very difficult time and I empathise with any woman who's been found or has breast cancer and has to have their breasts removed. But Louise decided to have the second breast removed, not because she had cancer in the second breast, but because she didn't want to risk getting cancer in the, uh, in the second breast. And now she jogs, or should I say, she runs marathons, topless, to show people it's okay. It's all right. This is who you are. This is what you are. It's not the end of the world. You're alive. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? And again, for women out there, how important it is, you know, to self-check on a regular basis. By the way, great breakthroughs in relation to breast cancer over the last year or two. And they're hoping, by the way, in the next five years that they will have, uh, it's a vaccine as far as I know, available um, for women who are predisposed to breast cancer, may have it genetically in the family. That will reduce the, the, the possibility of having breast cancer by ridiculous amounts, like 90% or something. I don't know the actual figures, but, but like ridiculous amounts. They're actually hoping in the next 10 years they can eradicate breast cancer, which would be wonderful, amazing news. You know, so out of all the bad things that come out of bad, big pharma, as people call it, there's a lot of good stuff too that comes from pharmaceuticals, um, you know, that can save people's lives. Now, now. real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.